Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock. Oh, where to keep it a beat? on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned in to The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy, DJ Focus, checking in. And it's your girl, Dice Gamble, checking in on this Tiptoe Tuesday. <laughs> wake up, wake up. Yeah. Hey, we in here. And um, today's going to be a good day. I'm excited about uh, this Tiptoe Tuesday. Uh, you have somebody that I really enjoy, artists, uh, coming to uh, give us a little spiritual detox. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the thing about uh, the fix, if you guys haven't kicked up on it, we, we are very pushing the culture when you talk about this urban R&B, this, uh, you know, holy R&B, faith based R&B mm-hmm. uh, in the gospel genre. Let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. We know who, who put the stamp on it. I mean, whether mm-hmm. y'all receive it or not, BB and CC Winans put the stamp on r&b music gospel r&b let's be very clear they, they've mm. been doing it since that, that listen that's how they got picked up on regular fm stations where you had regular r&b stations playing their music mm-hmm. close to you and listen i can go down the list of, of, of all the songs they made but the, all that was was they put that rhythm and blues on the gospel and listen since the the what early 80s uh bb and cc had been oh, doing yeah. that running it. It, it it's been one of those things i have fell in love with i've always liked i love what mary mary did too as well mary mm-hmm. mary has done the holy uh r&b we know dawkins and dawkins we know kirk franklin has done it and then mm-hmm. you know we, we finally got to christian hip-hop i would argue the first <laughs> one the pioneer <laughs> Yeah, well, I would say the pioneer who did it in Christian hip hop, I believe. I mean, I got to go back and look. And anybody mm-hmm. listening to me, fact check me. Let me know if it was somebody yeah. before K. Joe, Ken Jones. Uh-huh. When I heard, I'm going to stay safe. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you couldn't tell me. The, or that password. There's no more, you know, Jesus. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that Songs like that, that K. Joe has stamped on. You know what I'm saying? Right. They didn't let the Christians in the club. Oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. I can keep going down the list. <laughs> So, yeah, K. Joe, shouts out to our brother. We know we will never be disrespectful. You have always yeah. made more always. of the Christian R&B video mm-hmm. type rap mm-hmm. or, you mm-hmm. know, R&B music, whatever you want to call it, uh, than anything. So, yes, this one we got on today. He, 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 listen, he's in the new school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be very clear. He's a super talented artist, musician. We're going to talk to young Chris. Uh, yeah. about uh, all this music he got all this TikTok situations he got going <laughs> on Dice, Dice he got numbers out the, the waffle numbers. I don't know no. listen numbers numbers, numbers. I, I, looked at this, I, I looked at this TikTok numbers. I say oh my lord numbers numbers, numbers. <laughs> No, his audience you, you is know, huge. I, yeah, no, go ahead. Very huge. So, yeah, definitely going to get our brother, young Chris, on the line today to talk about everything he has going on with all his new music. But, uh, yeah, let's let's be very clear. Um, This Real Talk conversation today, Dice, I don't know. The church might be a little upset, but uh, we got to talk about it. They have been upset for a while. Me, I done got kicked out of two churches. It don't bother me to talk about this. Uh, I think... Um, it's past time. So hopefully, you know, people who have ministries or churches and they do have CHH artists in their church or maybe asking to be a part of their church or, you know, if, if they're trying to, you know, feel like, do I accept this or do I help them? Like today's your day. Today, we're going to talk about all the whys and uh, and the benefits 
of um of your of you supporting artists. We're gonna talk about it and the why nots. Yeah, enough <laughs> is enough. C H H. We need the church. Uh, Christian yeah. hip hop needs the church to get get behind us. And support. We do. We, do. we need very that. clear. We, we need. We tried to talking about it, but we're gonna talk about it today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have not because you ask not. That's what the words say. So we we gotta we gotta continue to ask for what we need. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We thank y'all for waking up. Come on, get up. Be great today, kings and queens. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. If you're already riding to work, if you're getting ready for work, or you're already at work, uh, listen, let's continue to uh, pick up our cross each and every day and uh, be these ambassadors that we say we are. I don't know. We just say we ambassadors. So let's not uh, continue to just talk about it. Let's be about it. <laughs> listen, uh, of course, you know, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix and the fix is in new videos music articles devos and more stay connected get the app now so you don't miss a thing visit holyculture.net welcome back welcome back dj focus you tap back into the fix your source for faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry you already know what time it is it's time for our spiritual detox and listen uh you know i keep telling y'all man they keep saying you know chh is dead Urban gospel is dead. And I promise you, every time they say that, it, it's, it's a new, uh, I call them Thundercats, a new Thundercat just coming up right behind. You know, a lot of people, you know, remember, uh, and still, you know, the iconic, I'm going to call him an icon because he, he's been doing it for a long time. Kjo Kenton Jones has been doing it for a long time when you talk about the Christian R&B. I think he kind of set that tone uh, late 90s, early 2000s for making a lot of the, you know, Christian R&B songs. And from there, we've had a lot of just up and coming um, artists do it. And, uh, you know, if we, we bring it up to date right now, uh, you know, everybody's talking about Stevie Rizzo. Of course, uh, John Heath Jr.'s name comes up. And th- and this young man I got on the line right now is coming up. And I'm telling you, he's uh, he's doing something different. I, I-, I just feel like, listen, they say uh, hip hop turns 50 this year. And-, and I'm grateful because we're in the conversation of the hip hop being 50. And he's just a testament of what you can do when God uses you, but still make creative music, still put faith centered stuff all around it, but still give you that same rhythm and blues vibe that you need to hear that everybody want to play in their cars that everybody want to, you know what I'm saying? Bump when they, you know, got their wife or they significant other dancing and whatnot. Listen, we don't want no, you know, Tamala man and Kirk Franklin bless their life, but we want something we can actually dance to. So I'm, I'm excited to have him finally on the line. This is a super talented artist, young Chris. What's going on, bro? What's going on? Hey, that was a heck of an intro right there. I'm not gonna lie, you had me juiced up. I, I, if, if people ain't seen your TikToks, people ain't seen your YouTube channel, y'all need to run over there and, and check my <laughs> man out. My man, listen. So listen, I, I've been studying and, and watching and, and looking at stuff, man, for almost the last three weeks. And you've been putting in the work. Let's let's be very clear. Yeah. I think you're one of them um, unsung heroes. People don't even know about. It's like I don't think people really know what he's doing over here. So I said, yeah. let me get him on and uh, talk about it. But no, no, I, I, we, we got to talk about music. We got a lot to talk about. First, yeah. share a little bit of your faith journey with the people. Uh, how you develop your own personal relationship with Christ, man. So um, it's actually a really, really crazy story. So I, I wasn't raised in the church at all. I wasn't raised in the faith, um, and uh, I remember. Um, having kind of this idea of what, who God was, um, really through like gospel music that, um, you know, my family would listen to, but I wasn't really raised to know who Jesus was. Um, and when I was about 18, uh, I got my first job doing a door to door sales job. And I remember my, uh, regional manager, my boss, right. was a Christian. And, uh, he used to always witness to me, always try to preach the gospel to me. I'd be like, bro, I don't want to hear none of that. Jesus taught, I don't want to hear none of that stuff. And when I was 20, I hit a point in my life where, um, I really came to the end of myself. And, um, I remember one of the first people to reach out to me, um, when I came to really what was my rock bottom was him. And, uh, and this was about two years into him trying to talk to me about Jesus. And I remember him saying like, man, you so gifted at music. You know, back then I was doing secular music and he was like, you're so gifted, but man, if you would just give your talents to God, I promise you, he can multiply it. And, uh, and at that moment, it wasn't even about the music for me. It was about my life. And I said, man, I'll tell you what, I've been trying to control my life for the longest time and it didn't work. So if God is real, show me and I'll follow. Uh, and it was back in 2013 when I gave my life to Jesus and, uh, and, and I remember praying, God, if you're real, show me. 
uh, but take my heart because I still love the things of this world. And he showed up. No, that's fire. And and, and listen, that that's the guy we serve. That's how he shows up. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah don't test me. <laughs> so nah, so in real. that transition, though, was, was it hard for you, though, in that transition, though, to really submit to him? Because I, I, I hear what you're saying. He showed up for you. But like you say, you maybe were still doing mainstream music or just struggling with some yeah. of your shortcomings. Was that a, a process for you? Um, honestly, the biggest thing that was, I would say in my early on in my faith, that was the biggest battle was learning how to let go of, um, what hurt me. Um, for me, I I came to this place where, you know, when I came to, to Jesus, I had nothing, you know what I mean? Like you read the stories in the Bible about, uh, you know, these people who, who had nothing. And so they were desperate. And so because of their faith and their desperation, they came to Jesus and he found what they were looking for. And I had nothing. I had no job. I had no car. You know, I lost my job. I had no car. I had no license, had no money, barely had any food. And so for me, it was like, well, I already don't have nothing. So I might as well give God a chance. But the thing that was hardest for me to give up was unforgiveness. Um, you know, things that, uh, were inside of my heart that really needed to heal. Um, and so that was the biggest challenge was learning how to walk through grace and understand what grace is, um, and understand what love looks like to love people who hurt you. So that would say that was probably the biggest thing. Music, it was easy. I actually gave up music when I first came to, came to Christ. I, I gave it up for about a year. And, uh, cause I thought, man, music is, is a tool for evil. Like, man, I can't be doing this no more. I knew what I wanted to do back then with music. Uh, and it wasn't until later on that I started serving under uh, a local, uh, record label mixing for them, doing all their, their mixing engineering. And God revealed to me, Hey, I gave you this gift for a reason. It's not wrong. Mm. It's just that you didn't understand how to use it and operate in it. So it was then that God showed me, no, I called you to this gift. I called you to use this gift. Um, you just have to understand how to use it and who to use it through. And that's me. So, no, that's good. And, and I appreciate you sharing that because we talk about sometimes uh, we might feel like we're confused about where God wants us to be. And right. it seems like, you know, no, you were you you were very intentional. No, no, I know I'm supposed to be here. Uh, God clearly gave me this revelation. So thanks for sharing yeah. that. So how did you even get into music? So I know I, I heard you say you started off doing mainstream secular music. How did you even get into music in, in general? Um, so growing up, I always loved uh, to sing. Uh, and to dance um, and to kind of, you know, rap. Yeah, kind of not really. It was more so like singing. Like I grew up on like Michael Jackson, Usher, uh, you know, listening to like Genuine, like all these different artists. Uh, and when I was about 13, um, I had one of my best friends. His house was like it was like the trap house. Right. And his older cousin was the rapper. And and, uh, you know, he was like the local hero. And I remember he was trying to write a hook. And I was like. I could probably, I could probably sing something on it. Uh, and he was like, little homie wants to get on a song. Sure. And so I got out there and I freestyled a hook and, uh, and then we kind of fine tuned it. And that was the first time I ever heard my voice on a song. Um, and from that point I was like, man, I I just kind of fell in love with making music. So then I started to learn how to record myself, learn how to write rap, like, cause it's different, um, than just singing. And, uh, and that's kind of how I got into it in high school, just kind of rapping. You know, people used to make fun of me because I wanted to be a rapper, this and that. Um, and I just kind of perfected it, like as far as like my own sound, like learning how to how to create it, how to write it um, and understanding it. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that, because we, we talk all the time on here about putting the work in. So, yeah. you know, you self-taught pretty much a self-taught singer is what I'm hearing. Self-taught singer, self-taught yeah. engineer. Talk about the grind of being Man. disciplined enough to not only because I know you had to either go to some vocal coaching or some sort, sort of something to find your range. Talk a little bit about the process of doing that. Yeah. So I feel like with me, like I've never actually had like any vocal coaching or anything like that. Um, for me, mm. I'm very good at like uh, impressions. Uh, I'm really good at like mm. if I see something, I can mimic it, um, which actually kind of made it harder for me to find my own original sound later on. Um, but I'm very good at like I can see something and mimic it. I can listen to something and mimic it. Uh, and so growing up, listening to Michael Jackson, to, to Chris Brown, to Usher and all these different artists, it was easy for me to to mimic that. And then I had to teach myself, you know, 
I put in hours of trial and error, like recording, squashing the vocals, over compressing them, not understanding what a, what a compressor does, not understanding the vocal chain, all these different things. Uh, but I had the creativity and the passion. And so as I put in the hours and stayed up late nights and over years, you know, I've been doing music for over 10 years now, but people are just now seeing who I am. And so they're like, oh, dang, who's this dude that's just popping up out of nowhere overnight? But I've been making music for a long time since I was 14, 15 years old. Um, and so just like really repetition and understanding what music is. I, I fell in love with learning songwriting. Um, at first, in the beginning, it was learning how to mix, you know, because you got to record yourself. You don't have money for studio time. And then later on, it, I, I fell in love with the art of like songwriting and the poetic side of things. Um, and then when it came to finding my own voice, uh, learning to be confident in what I sound like and not trying to be like other people while also being influenced and paying homage to those who came before me with their sound. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that part was a little trickier. Um, but honestly, I found a team of brothers who I've been working with for a while who we bounce ideas off of uh, every day. You know, we're helping each other as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. And we're sharpening each other spiritually, but also in our giftings and in the things that God created us to do. Um, and so that's where a lot of that growth came from was having a circle that I could give ideas to, but also grow in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Speak about um, your circle just a little bit more. We talk all the time on here about woo, judgment versus accountability. We know, you know, the church is always so judgmental. Yeah. Um, we're never, it's, it's, it's rare that we, we, we get into that accountability space because re accountability uh, requires relationship building. So speak between the balance of that between judgment and accountability amongst your circle. Yeah. So, so my circle is very, um, my circle is very, uh, open. Like I got a, uh, a group of guys who my producer, uh, Nate Sims, who's crazy gifted, just, amazing amazing producer like super talented young dude who i kind of raised up a little bit uh and then one of my best friends um he's actually another christian rapper don ready uh, a lot of people have probably heard like mr young greatness or don ready stay ready that's my that's my go-to guy um and we have an open line of communication we have this saying one of my best friends who was a youth pastor that i worked under for a long time he had this saying, he said, conflict breed, conflict breeds intimacy, right? So we're not scared to point out, hey, I think I see you doing something wrong. I see area for growth and I'm going to speak out on that versus, hey, man, you're whack and I'm going to talk behind your back about whatever it is that you're doing um, and never confront it with you. Uh, the, you know, the word says to not, what do I have to do with judging the outside world? It should be those who are into the church that we judge. And when we judge, we judge with love and truth. Um, and so we have a circle to where if I'm tripping and if I'm tripping on my wife, Don's going to call me out, right? Don's going to be like, Hey, you need to get right. And he's going to give me encouragement. He's going to give me the word. Um, so we have that open line of communication. And when that comes into music, you know, we're able to not just check each other's hearts, but also to challenge each other's creativity. Um, so where I may think that I have a fire song, I send it over to them. Anything that I make, it gets filtered through them to see what their perspective is. And then they listen to it and they're like, this is fire or nah, I'm not really rocking with this. I think you could do something different. Um, and learning to trust each other, I feel like is what's making me a greater artist and, and overall just a better person because I'm learning to trust other people's opinions uh, and their wisdom instead of just listening to myself. That's good. Listen, DJ Focus, you tune into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Got young Chris on the line. We got to go to a quick break. We're coming right back with more. Keep it locked. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, you tune back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Still got young Chris on the line, and we chopping it this morning. I'm telling you, uh, I, this music you making, Chris, let's talk about it. First, walk Sorry. us through your creative process. I know you already spoke about, you know, when you make a track, you send it to your people's Don Ready or whoever it may be. But yeah. walk us through your creative process. How did you create music? Do you got to sing your songs first? You write your lyrics? You got to hear the beat first? Yeah. Like, walk us through that process. Um, I, did, I, I never try to take a one-way approach to making music. Um, you know, there's times where... Sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I'll just have a random melody on my head. And I'm like, 
Uh, let me get my voice memos out real quick, and I'll just kind of da 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 da. You know what I mean? I'll just kind of sing it out. Um, but the majority of the time when I'm writing, uh, I'm either with my team or I'm in the studio working by myself. Uh, and the way that I kind of work best is um, if I'm working with like a pack. Uh, like Nate will send me over a pack. Like he just sent me over a pack. And I was right before I got on this call, I was actually working on some different melodies. Um, but I listen to, uh, you know, a song that he sends or, or a beat that he sends over and I'll get my voice memos out and I'll just record a rough draft of what comes natural. Um, I'm big on, I'm really big on what is the most natural to me is what's going to sound best. Um, mm. and so, a lot of times, like, even if I don't have the words, I'll just kind of go in and sing the melody over over the song and whatever feels natural. And I'll usually be like, oh, I like that. Um, but being able to come from from rapping, I know how to freestyle. Right. So a lot of times, like when I'm writing a song, I'm the type of writer that I write from my heart experiences, things that I'm going through at that moment uh, or something that I've experienced before, because I believe that my music can reach the world and help somebody who's maybe going through that season now or hasn't gone through yet, but can have the wisdom to, to go through it. And so I write from that perspective, uh, you know, ready for it all was a song that I wrote and the whole song is about being ready for God to just come back. Right. Just being mm -hmm. able to, to, to just being ready for God to come back and to redeem the world. Like he said, he's going to, um, but the melody, I wrote the melody, actually the whole first half of the song, I freestyled. Um, I just, I hit record. I went through and all the way up until the hook, I got to the hook and then halfway through the hook and I stopped and I went and fine tuned. Um, so for me, I like to, I like to see what comes natural. Um, I think that that's what makes me, uh, the most authentic self that I can be um, as an artist is what's going to come out naturally. Um, and then there's times too, where, you know, I have to go through and fine tune. Um, but yeah, that's, that's typically how I do. I'll go through, see what it sounds like and, and sing to it and then go back through, put words to it. Um, or a lot of times the words will just come. Um, and then a lot of times too, before my sessions, like I'll just pray. I'll just be like, God, whatever it is that you can speak through me, speak. Um, whatever it is that, you can do through this song or whatever it is you want me to talk about, like give me Holy spirit encouragement, like help me to do it. Um, and so that's kind of what my process is like. In, in the track ready for it all. Did you know that you was like, when you were creating that, did you already have it in mind that that was going to be a two for one? Like, like you singing to God, but it's also like this relationship where people can embrace it for like wedding songs. Like, was that your plan or did it just happen nah, like that? No, nah, it just, it just happened like that. Like, for me, uh, like I started off with, with the verse, right? And it was intentional, the only way I'm living lately. And so like that line came from that day. I was like, man, I'm done messing around. Like if it's not, if I'm being intentional with everything that I do with my time, with my family, with my kids. Um, and I was just so encouraged to be intentional with my time. And so that line came intentional the only way i'm living lately open hands i'm anxious to carry more right um and then as i got to the hook i was like oh actually it was after i made the song and i was going in to make the video for it you know i was like i need a music video but i don't have the time to actually hire somebody and shoot it myself you know and shoot it i'll just use stuff from content that i've made because i shoot my own stuff um mm. and as i was putting it together I had a lot of uh, footage from, I'm a, I was also a wedding filmmaker. So I have all this footage that I own of actual clients um, who I've filmed over the years. And so I was like, this is a perfect like metaphor for what it means to, to be in Christ, but also it's relational, like mm -hmm. that marriage between two people, but also that marriage between us, the church and God. Um, and so that idea came after which is another part of mu making music that I love is that ideas will just come all the time. Like it doesn't have to be when you're writing a song, but later on, like you can completely rebrand a song with a new concept and a new idea that can come from that. Uh, and so that's where that relational part came from, uh, was making the video. Listen, it, it came out solid. So I, I'm grateful I God gave that. you the wisdom <laughs> and gave you uh, the idea to do it because I, I promise you when I when, so I saw the video first, that yeah. was my first introduction to the song, seeing the video. Yeah. Then when I went back and listened to it, it sounded, it reminded me of a uh, major, major, this is why I love you. I'm like the same yeah. thing major did with that song. You did with this song and it's like, 
it, it flows. So yeah. yeah, let's talk a little bit more about this music. People need to know about it. Slow dancing. Talk yeah. about the inspiration behind slow dancing and break that down for the people. Slow dancing is my new uh, my newest record that's out now. Um, feel free to go and go and listen to that thing, stream that thing, play that thing, listen it. Uh, but uh, slow dancing is one of my favorite songs to date because um, I knew when we made Ready for It All. That was my first solo release in a long time, in like four or five years. Um, and we knew what we were gearing up to do. Like we had a mission. All right, it's time to get back on the scene. People need to understand who we are and we need to get back into making music consistently. And at this time, Don Ready was already doing that. Um, and Ready For It All was my first one. We saw the reaction from Ready For It All. And Ready For It All was one of those experimental kind of songs where it was closest to my sound. But nobody had really heard that from me or really from a lot of people in in the Christian space. Like, there's not a lot of songs like it. And so I was like, I need a follow up. I need something that because I see the audience that's there and they want it. So we got to have a follow up. And so Nate cooked up the slow dancing beat, uh, sent it to me. And I started to uh, I'm, I'm me and wifey was in bed. We just got done watching Grey's Anatomy and uh, he sent it over. And so I took a little video, a voice memo and sang the melody. And about a month later, we had a camp, a writing camp. And I started writing it. And uh, I got inspired by um, the song is really about two things. It's it, it's paying homage to my father um, and to uh, kind of my upbringing of listening to R&B, Michael Jackson, all that stuff and learning how to dance. My dad taught me and my brothers how to dance sing all that stuff uh at an early age and this song was like a metaphor in our uh for walking in our faith is like learning how to slow dance with your father um and so it was it it, the concept is like each step that the father takes i'm gonna take right behind him and i'm gonna follow in his footsteps just like i did when i was a kid i'm gonna do that now in my faith walk um, and so that's what the song is really about. And it's one of my favorite songs to this date. Yeah, it's straight fire. Come on, Made For You. Come on, break down the inspiration behind you. that. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, made For You, man, I was like, honestly, I was in my bag with melodies one day. <laughs> you won't lie. Uh, and I was like, I, I came up with this, uh, with the hook um, first. A lot of times I'll do the hook first. Um, Ready For It Always Different. I did the verse first. But a lot of times I'll do the hook first. And so I made the hook. Um, and I was like, as I was writing it, I was like, man, we got to reclaim what intimacy is because R and B music now is so known for like sex. Um, it's unfiltered. It's It's actually toxic. It, it promotes toxicity like a lot now. Um, it does. When back in the day, it used to be about love relationships. You know what I mean? Whether it was like Christian or not, the majority of R and B was about. Uh, majority R&B was about relations right uh, and now it's just so toxic to where they celebrate it and I was like we gotta reclaim what intimacy is with the father because he created it and so Made For You was my attempt at making a song that reclaimed intimacy but also pushed the boundaries it wasn't scared to go there like people would hear the song and be like hold on this sounds like a love song but at the same time that's the type of intimacy that we should be having with our heavenly father is like not being scared to, to know what real true love is and what it can sound like. Uh, and so that's what made for you. That's where, that's how I wrote made for you is with that intentionality of like, yeah, we're going to reclaim intimacy and we're going to push the boundaries and we're not going to be scared to talk about real heavenly spiritual love. Why do you think the believers are are scared to have these conversations and not just the spiritual love between our relationship with God, but I see a lot of marriage kingdom marriages crumble yeah. because they're not talking about this. Like, let's be very clear. So yeah. I, I was, I was grateful that you made it because yes, we need it. Yeah. I mean, I, when I wrote the song too, like, um, I think something that Christians, man, we get scared of not all Christians, but you know, there's, there's a large majority of Christians where they kind of like, don't talk about romance. Don't talk about, um, intimacy. Don't talk about very real things that God intended for us to have in our relationships with our husband or wife, like to flourish. We need those to flourish. Like you can't have a healthy marriage if you're not applying some bit of romance and intimacy. Um, go read songs of Solomon. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, 
I think a lot of a lot of Christians are scared to, to talk about that stuff. Um, but the world's going to talk about it. So if the world's going to talk about it, I feel like it's my responsibility to talk about it from a place of truth um, and wholesomeness. Uh, but also is relatable because everybody can relate to falling in love. Everybody, everybody has experienced love at some capacity. Everybody's experienced friendship at some capacity. But the world can either give you their view or I can give you the truth. And so that's where... I want to push those boundaries and get people like shake them up a little bit. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the backlash I get on social media because I'm making romantic sounding songs because I know at the end of the day, it's going to reclaim intimacy and the definition of that for a lot of people. Listen, and we need to reclaim that amongst kingdom marriages. I ain't talking no singles right now, but yes, he blessed my life. So yes, I I need you to keep making your music. Uh, Talk about this vulnerable track right here. When tears fall, come on. I think this one right here, a lot of people uh, running away from this conversation too. Yeah, Yeah, man. When Tears Fall, um, believe it or not, When Tears Fall is the song that kind of put me on the map a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when I I made that song, that was one of the most personal songs for me because what I was talking about in When Tears Fall is um, a relationship or a friendship of mine, almost like a a sense of mentorship. They were kind of like my mentor. Um, seeing how that relationship changed over time and not just seeing how that relationship changed over time and how we kind of grew distant as I continue to walk in faith. Um, but seeing other people in my life who I knew to be strong believers and impactful for the kingdom of God start to walk away from the faith. And, um, when tears fall was that moment of realization of like, man, people are leaving and and things aren't always what you think they are. And like, I thought that they were never going to leave the faith. I thought that they were strong. I didn't think they had any sin issues, but actually they had a whole closet full of stuff and the fruit is now being shown. Um, And it was a hard season for me to walk through and not just that, but church hurt. Like a lot of people get hurt because they have these expectations of what the church should be, or they experience something that's traumatic in the church and then people just kind of shove it under the rug. Uh, you know, one of my best friends that I care about deeply, she, you know, her dream was to do ministry. And she went and worked for a church who had a lot of sin that was hidden, a lot of sin that was undealt with. Um, and it really completely changed the way that she looks at the church uh, and kind of derailed her a little bit from her calling to serve the church. Um, and so that's where this song came from. I, I know a lot of people who are dealing with that and they kind of just don't talk about it except for through bitterness. And I wanted to provide a way to talk about it, but still trust God in the process. Listen, I got to get you out of here, but I got to ask you because I know you are a super talented artist. If you could form a super group with two artists from any genre of music, dead or alive, what two artists you picking? A super group? Yes, sir. Oh, easy. Michael Jackson and Chris Brown. Oh, wow. Michael Jackson and Chris Brown together, that's that that's deadly. Yeah, that's 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 beyond deadly. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's beyond that's deadly. deadly. Uh, and, and, and you better get your dance moves up because I don't I, yeah, you, you got a lot of dancing to do. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if they was <laughs> if they was from the same time and the same age and they was like brothers or best friends and they had a healthier upbringing to where they didn't, you know, <laughs> they'd be deadly. They'd be crazy. Um yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Listen, young Chris, tell the people how they connect with you, following you on all your social media platforms, as well as introduce your latest single. Yes, sir. So uh, you can follow me on TikTok at It's Young Chris or Instagram at Young Chris. Um, my latest single, Slow Dancing, it's available on all digital platforms. You can stream it today. We got a YouTube channel as well. So all things Young Chris, just type in Young Chris on Google. It'll take you wherever you need to go. Um, and yeah. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. You know the fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Tap back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. It's time to get real in these streets, Dice. What we talking about today, huh? We're going to tiptoe right on in to what CHH needs from the church and why. I got to get my uh, Elgato set up so I can just hit the button and it. 
Yo, listen, we need some stuff from the church. So if you got a church, uh, yeah, ears, ears up, ears up. Cause, uh, we need you. We need you. We, we've always needed you, but you've, you haven't always been available. So I'm, I'm upset that we even had to have this conversation, even though we're going to have this conversation. I'm upset that we even <sighs> talking about why, why we have to, I feel like we, we almost have to sell why the value in Christian hip hop. And, and and the the C is first Christian, so I, I just uh, forgive me. I, I don't know why we even got to sell this, but that's why. Uh, what we're selling is the value of people, and that's something the church hasn't fully bought into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I did not. We bought, we, to we, we, we bought. We bought into the pastor. We bought into the church building. We, we bought, bought into, into the all events. these. Yeah, the <laughs> event. But but we we yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm struggling with that. Because gospel music has been around forever. Let's be uh, very clear. Everybody mm. knows, you know, majority of all your hottest rappers and yeah. musicians and, and R&B singers, they mm. have gospel roots. Gospel music has been around forever. So when we finally created something that was unique, where, where we, we called the, you know, rap certain rap songs, the devil music. And we mm. got past that era of that being the devil music. And we saying, listen, we can take this same music for a lot of the people who are listening to the devil's music. Let's be very clear because mm. they because they was listening to it. <laughs> mm. uh, you go back in the 80s and the 90s. I guarantee you everybody had some hip hop, uh, at least one hip hop mm. artist album mm. tape or CD in the in a let's be very clear if we're going to be real. So <laughs> we get past. It's not just the devil's music. It can be mm. used to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And we're in 2023 dice. Why are we still talking about telling the church why <laughs> Christian hip hop is so important and what Christian hip hop needs from the church that's supposed to be backing them? So it's a lack of loving on people. You know what I mean? And here's the thing. I, and I said this before and it, Ain't nobody mad but the devil because I'm going to go ahead and say it again. If you don't have any youth in your church and if you don't have any uh, youth who are into CHH music, I don't know what kind of youth you got going on. I don't know what kind of youth you have in your church because we have so many youth in the world right now. And then we have so much Christian hip hop right now. You should at least have like one or two individuals who are actively showing up to your establishment during the week who you could support. And so we're at a point right now where the church can become a superstar, which is really what they always want. And regardless of you who have great ministries who are like, no, I'm just being led of the Lord, loving on people, preaching my sermons each week. That's fine. But I'm, what I'm saying as a whole, we should be a shining star, a beacon of light. We, we should be that hope that's in the community and that's in the earth. And right now it's a perfect time for the church to do that. And the only reason why I'm saying this focus is it's the youth. That's, that's what makes the thing blow up. Like any business right now, unless you're like a caterpillar with the tractors or something like that, any other business is based off of youth, you know, like the, the younger generation who's into it. Uh, we, we've all seen millennials gravitate towards something. They'll change a whole, uh, business, you know, overnight because they're like, no, 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 we're on to that. We, we got that. We want to get that. You know, we want to support that brand. Right now, Christian hip hop needs support. We, we're going to win the world because we're already winning the world. Like, like I tell everybody every day I wake up, definitely in Chicago, Christian hip hop is on regular radio now for those of you who are in the dark. So if you're out there in the dark and you're like, nah, it's impossible. It's, it's no impossible. Christian hip hop is on the radio. So, the world is going to eat this up because there has been a loss of hope in hip hop. So now you have all these artists who have great content. The music sounds fantastic. The messages are life altering and they're showing up with the best beats, the best videos, the best show performances. The world is about to eat them up and, and, and be full. But the church has a huge opportunity to support these artists right now. I mean, if I had a church, I would open up a CHH ministry. I wouldn't even think about it. I would just open it up, allow my my younger people, or even not so young, just people who were into producing, writing, facilitating, engineering. I would open my recording studio up to artists, not to make money off of them, but so that they could get their product done faster, 
better quality and get it out to the world quicker. I, I'm, I, I'll be real with you, folks. I think CHH is going to change the status of the church, make it grow. If the church will back it, because here's the thing, these artists will stop looking to the world for their support. If the church would just support them, ain't no reason for me to go look for anything else. You know what I'm saying? My church backed me. What do you mean church back you? No, they, I got a ministry budget. You know what I'm saying? Like I have, um, armor bearers, you know what I'm saying? I have people interceding for us each week. You know, I have, I have accountability partners, you know, like I have a, a night where I can share with our church, like what we actually recorded this week. I have people that look over my music and my words to make sure it's biblically sound. Like the church should be supporting CHH. And and if you look at hip hop and you saw how big that influence was on the world, man, what more could God's word do? You know, so it's like, don't miss your opportunity. And now, like I said, this is first somebody who has a church, somebody who has a ministry. Don't miss your opportunity. If you don't have like a streaming station at your church, get one. You know, like if you're not online, you need to get online. You know, like, and here's the deal. Humble yourself and ask the youth, who would you like to come here uh, for, for a ministry event? Because we want to we want to make sure you're getting what how you hear from God the same way how we hear from God. You know what I'm saying? Like as the older generation. So it's just time out for all the um, separation and all the old school, traditional, this is it. Because God is always doing something new in the earth. And just because it don't look like the way it looked like, trust me, uh, it don't look like it looked 3,000 years ago, the church. It ain't supposed to. It's supposed to continue to evolve culturally. God's word ain't going to change, but we as people, we continue to evolve. Our culture changes and we have to evolve and we have to provide a safe space for CHH. No, that's good. And I, I, I appreciate you bringing up the youth. The youth are very important, <laughs> but I'm going to go to the young adults for a minute. Go ahead. I, I want to sit to the young adults because I think another important value when you talk about exposing your young adults, and I would say your young adults are that 20 to about 32, 33 range. I think I that's the, Okay, that's fair. 20 to 35 will be your young adults. That's, uh, you know, first or second year college, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, attendees. And then you have, you know, you're, you know, they're starting to get mature for some who have degrees, who mm-hmm. are entrepreneurs, businessmen, businesswomen, maybe have just gotten married in their mid-20s, late 20s, mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. into their 30 stage. I, I think it's, and you talk about culture, mm-hmm. culture understanding is in hip hop. Let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need you to understand church leaders, church pastors, mm-hmm. and church, the importance of bringing this music, not only mm-hmm. bringing the artists and booking them at, for shows mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. your event, but also having them in the conversation with your young adult group. Because mm-hmm. the young adult group is going to relate to, I'm going to just say some names, a, a little Dirk, a little baby, a Cardi mm-hmm. B, a Meg Thee Stallion, a Beyonce, mm-hmm. Rihanna, which mm-hmm. they're all within that hip hop and that, uh, you know, uh, R&B lane. They're going to relate to their music. Why? Because they tell pain stories. They're popular. They wear the latest fashion. They wear all these different things that majority of the young adults are attracted to. Let's be very clear. They're attracted to it. They want fashion. They want real mm-hmm. stuff. So if you get in, if you include some of these Christian hip hop artists who are doing mm-hmm. the same thing, but mm-hmm. they're speaking kingdom. Okay. They're telling the story of how they used to be promiscuous, but now they're keeping themselves now. Uh, they're mm-hmm. telling these stories of how they, yeah, they did move packs. They did used to sell this and do that. Now they're not doing that now. Now they're doing outreach events. So now mm-hmm. it's turning that negative into a positive. Because sometimes a lot of the music that's put in front of the young adults is negative, unfortunately. I'm just being honest. Because of the agenda, we know the masses are pushing a certain um, um, type of music that they want to get put out in front of us. With all of the gun violence and strip club and and drug and murder, murder and all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think if you allow for these same young adults to get a Scooty Wop in a spirit, get a Miles Minnick, a Wande, a Porsche Love, a Stevie Rizzo, uh, a Mike Teasy, and I keep going. And I said those particular artists for a reason because I know most young adults, they're in that same age range, that, that 20 to 35 range where they can relate. 
Say, yeah, mm-hmm. I was struggling with depression. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was struggling with, yeah, every other weekend I was sleeping around with a different woman and now I'm keeping myself and now mm-hmm. I'm telling that woman of God that she's better than just laying on her back or just having sex with anybody, that she should value herself until God gives her a husband. Like, those mm-hmm. are the, the stories. Those that That's the culture understanding part, the aspect that I wanted to just insert. And I think I said that's for the young adults. I love it. Uh, Bumi is solid. Name your top five street pastors that you know for a fact are doing ministry in the world. In the, you talking about you talking about uh, music? Oh, you talking about pastors? Yeah, but I don't mean like church pastors. I mean the ones that you and I both know. They have ministries so, and they are uh, out. They out here. They outside. They they really outside. They not not outside. They are really really outside. So of course, Von Juan. I know down in Houston, yep. Von Juan is doing some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh my goodness, this is a tough one, Dice. Let me think about this. Okay, so Von Juan, um, seven, seven mm-hmm. is a pastor, and he actually mm-hmm. stopped doing music on purpose because he was called to help gang members and different people in the hood. So seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Von Juan, of course, Hurt. Hurt was on Hurt. with us not too yep. long ago. Um, mm-hmm. Hurt's out in California too, as well. That's three. Mm-hmm. Who else is getting in them trenches, getting dirty? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a pastor. That's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. give me some help, Dice. I got three. Maybe, Who you got? Maybe, maybe they have a license. Maybe they don't. Um, I would definitely say um, our boy um, in Georgia, uh, Scott Free. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, give me. Oh Scott yeah, free. Scott Free, yeah. definitely Scott Free. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my goodness! Oh, and, and K Joe, come on, man, K Jones out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah so with, that, with that's free, five. Free, that's five yeah. right there. Yeah, that's yeah, five K-Jo. right there. Yeah. yeah. So if if I actually had an event like in a Australia or in Africa, and I'm and I'm a church, these are people I'm snatching up and sending. Like I'm like, forget the budget, whatever it is. I'm booking you wherever, however. Tell me what your honorarium is. Tell me how much you need up front. You know, I'm about to put you in front of an audience of like a million people. And uh, and I need you to do what you do. Like, that's how we need the church to support. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's my prayer, man. And um, we got good stuff um, for the world to hear. So I'm just I'm just praying that the church recognizes it and we get on board with supporting our own. Oh, yeah. Listen, keep it locked. We're coming back with more. We're going to pick this conversation right back up. Go ahead and tweet somebody now. Tell them the Fix Squad is on and they talking about, yes, what uh, the uh, Christian hip-hop needs from the church today. Keep mm-hmm. it locked. You're tuning into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source of Faith Infused. Hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And we're just having a great conversation today. We're talking about, you know, what CHH needs from the church. And uh, we were talking about it off air, Dice, and I was just saying that, uh, you know, we need to get to a place where we understand the importance of this music, the impact of this music, and also the exposure of the music. You know, me and you talk about it all the time on how every time we run into somebody in the streets at Mm -hmm. events, um, you know, in the mall, it doesn't matter where we're at. And we just, you know, whether we're wearing merch or whether we are handing out, uh, you know, flyers talking about the channel. We always run into somebody say, wow, I never knew it was a dedicated 24-7 um, station that played nothing but Christian hip-hop and urban gospel and rhythm plays music. I say, yes, it is. I say, spread the word, though, because you you represent the church. Now you do know. So, and, and I challenge some uh, people all the time. I say, would you would you repost our flyer on your Instagram, least in the right. story, on your Facebook? Right. Right. Would, you, would you let Something. people know at the congregation? I don't know if you guys have a bulletin board. Some people still have the old school bulletin mm-hmm. board at your church. Would you mm-hmm. put our flyer on your bulletin board so everybody can know about it? Because would if you? we don't continue. No, seriously, if you don't do it, if you don't do your part, and that's a small little part. The love, that's something that I know we need, we all need, but definitely Christian hip hop artists need from the church is mm-hmm. to show us some love. So, okay, you ain't going to book us. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to repost our flyers. You ain't mm-hmm. gonna uh, repost our uh, store, you know, um, our, our different things in your stories on your Facebook, yeah. TikTok, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Right? How do how, how do we ever get the exposure we need if you guys don't continue to show that? Listen, I may not like it, but somebody mm-hmm. else might like it, and that's why I do a lot of things I do too as well. People always ask me, "Man, you always reposting everybody? You always yeah. trying to tag her?" I do. Mm-hmm. I try to show love. I say, "Do mm-hmm. you like everything you repost?" No, I don't. 
let's be very clear. I have a, everybody who knows me know, uh, especially when we talk about music, I have mm-hmm. a certain uh, a style of music that I like that, and, and everybody, because music is subject, subjective, everybody does. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean just because if I have a, a DJ such and such or a, a sister such and such song that I repost just because I don't like it, somebody else doesn't like it. It can register with somebody else. And, and you know what? That's why I say I'm showing love just because that's what Christ told me to do. It had, mm-hmm. I had to remove myself out the way. It has nothing to do with me. And if mm-hmm. I like the track, I want to mm-hmm. make sure that God is glorified and that the music is exposed. I can't count how many people's music I reposted that it's not my favorite music. I love them as a minister, as an artist, you know, yes. as somebody in my community. That's why I reposted. Like you said, here's the thing. We're commanded to love people. It don't cost you anything to hit repost. It costs you nothing. And to your point, I'm glad you brought this up. I'm reposting this for somebody else to see. You know what I'm saying? Like this, everybody's gift is not for you. Like I'm not doing what I do because it's for me and it's just making me feel great. No, it's for other people. And there are people who repost my stuff and I know they're not into Christian hip hop. They don't even really listen to Christian hip hop. They don't look like me. They don't talk like me. They're not from where I'm from. But as soon as I throw up a flyer from the show, they they repost it for somebody else to put that love and that hope out there and attract people who, oh, like you said, a lot of people don't even know that we do this, that it exists. You know what I'm saying? That you can listen to this music all day long, listen to the um uh, stories of people coming on here the spiritual detox segments you know getting all that word getting all that hope you know like hearing people's stories like it is a church like we function as an extended branch of the church that's why I was like the church needs to recognize that you have street soldiers out here and we do it for the love but the church could really reach many 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 more people if we would be supported you know like and I, i'm not talking about giving a little 50 dollars here for a little gas keep your 50 dollars you know what i'm saying first of all gas in my car is five it's five dollars and 60 cent to put uh that 93 up in my tank so that's not even really getting me down to the hood you know please quit playing yourself all i'm saying is we have ways as the body to support other like literally just to write checks for good causes why are we doing this for everybody else who who they're not out here in the streets really trying to reach people they're just trying to be seen or have good pictures for the weekend when people come on sunday and oh look what we did okay and i i'm gonna say this and this is gonna be kind of painful for people to hear who work so hard to put these things together um Stop doing these events that don't profit you anything. That's cool that y'all want to give away stuff all the time at church. Churches want to give away stuff. You want to have pictures to put up on the on the big screens on the weekend to show that we out here doing stuff. But what are we really doing is all I'm trying to say. And and I think that there could be an opportunity there at everybody's church to support different ministers who they are CHH artists, but they really, really, really are in the streets. They really, really are in the hood. They really speak the language to people in a community um, that that isn't heard in church and that some churches don't even want to use, you know? So it's like, we can really be helping more people by using our people, regardless if they look different or maybe they don't have a suit on every every Sunday they come to church, but they showing up. So it's like, I just think it's time for us to get over what things look like and actually start to be effective because people are dying every single day. People want to kill themselves every single minute, you know, and this is everywhere. It's not just in the impoverished areas. It's in rich areas. You know, it's like the enemy is full on attacking families, relationships, children and we have to stop trying to think god only saves people this way they come to church they sit in the back we we slowly let them come to the front we invite them back on wednesday and we get them in a life group and in about two months maybe they're where god wants them to be stop trying to figure god out you don't know how god wants to operate and you're limiting god by putting people on this little time stamp uh schedule of what it takes to save somebody you know so it's like 
I just think we're missing opportunities. We have to go out. The Bible is very clear about sending people out two by two. It wasn't just everybody come in, everybody come in. It's like we have to. How will they know if we don't go? How are they going to hear if we don't we don't tell them? And so you have to have people who are able to speak in different languages. It's just like people who know how to speak Spanish, people who know how to speak Korean, people who know how to speak to the streets, people who know how to speak to the hurt, the broken. Like it's a different language and we have to use everything because God uses everything. God will use a donkey. God don't care. The rocks will cry out. Like there, God has no respect there of person. And it's almost like we forget that in the church. Like it has to be this perfectly cleaned up individual who goes and opens their mouth about God. No, uh-uh. And CHH is, is really showing that right now. Like I'll be real with you folks. We have some preachers in CHH. We mm-hmm. have some uh, deacons. We got some apostles. We got some bishops. We got some rebukers. We got some worshipers. Like, and they are out here not letting their foot up off the gas. So it's like, if the church would even take a moment, like even if you got the elders in the church, ask your daughters or your sons, say, hey, I need y'all to bring me the top five artists next week. Uh, We want to send them a love offering. We want to invite them to come and speak at our church. We want to invite them to come minister at our church. We want to show up at their next event. And I mean, I'm talking at least 300 people. Uh, The church will foot the bill. We're going to buy all the tickets at their next event. I don't care if it's a defix event, a holy culture event. I don't care if it's a, a God flow event. I don't care if it's a glow fest event. We're going to pay for the tickets and then we're going to give them away. Like you, we have to change how we're ministering to the world because the world ain't coming cleaned up and into every church anymore. They're, they're online. You got 15 seconds to catch them, to swipe. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be real with you. If you put a 1K view, uh, anybody like Mike Teasy or somebody like at the right here on your website or when somebody land on your page and, and they all the way up, people are gonna keep swiping. Oh, what's this? What's this? What's this one day? Was that a what the international center for what what is this? Like people people are gonna be engaged because they, they're looking for hope, but they're looking for for hope that looks different than the hope that hasn't worked for them. So I, I'm no, that's, <laughs> no, that's good. And, 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 and I love that you brought that up. I think that what, what you were talking about, uh, effective communication, let's yeah. be very clear. This mm-hmm. is how uh, we understand a lot of people in the culture uh, mm-hmm. speaking someone's language grants mm-hmm. us opportunities for gospel opportunities. Let's be very mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to do. We want to continue to push the gospel mm-hmm. any way we can. So let's continue to push this hip hop. Listen, uh, focus the dicer. You already know, uh, this has been a fun one. We got to go to a break. We're coming back with closing thoughts on, uh, what CHH needs from the church. Keep it mm-hmm. locked. You're tuning into the fix. And the fix is in. Welcome back. DJ focus dice gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B and poetry. We appreciate y'all waking up with us again. Another blessed, blessed day. We come to the end of another hot show, Dice. On and uh, oh my goodness, that real, real was off the hook today, huh? Yeah, real, 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 real. I hope some people really, really got something out of it and really, really do something. Really, really, really do something different. And it's it's for the love of the kingdom. It's for the love of our, uh, you know, our fellowshipping with our, um, you know, our artists, ministers who are out here in the streets. You know, we need support. That's it. We need support, and we want it from our family you know one of the things we have over here focus with our four kids is nobody should ever call us and say that you asked them for help before you asked us you should always ask your family for help first regardless i don't know where anybody gets that from like no you ask us first you know and then if we don't got it we'll be like nah call your grandma <laughs> call your grandma <laughs> you know what i'm saying but no you should always you know be able to ask your family first that's that's just how i was raised that's how we roll over here and so yeah we as an extension of the church yeah we're asking the church for support we need you to support the cause support the airways support whatever the mission is because we're, we're on the same mission you know our uniform just look a little different but we're on the same mission mm-hmm. so that was good i enjoyed it I did nope. too. Yeah. Unity. I just want to bring the unity back. I, I don't know where the disconnect happened because majority of uh, these Christian <laughs> hip hop artists, as well as myself and producers and musicians in the Christian hip hop uh, ramp, we, well, listen, we in somebody church uh, every weekend. Why, why we? Why, why is this a struggle? I'm just trying to understand <laughs> it. why is this a struggle. But I'm praying that um, 
we bless y'all a little bit today, maybe mm-hmm. for some of the pastors, you pastors or senior pastors that listen to us today or some mm-hmm. of the church leaders that listen to us today. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, you know, have a different perspective on the importance of what Christian hip hop is doing. It's a whole movement right now. Let's be very clear. Christian mm-hmm. hip hop is a whole movement. Faith infused hip hop, Christian hip hop, rhythm and plays, yeah. just urban gospel music, however yeah. you want to call it. It's mm-hmm. a whole movement. We need to get mm-hmm. behind it. And I just still argue, and I know people don't like it. I don't know how you call yourself a believer if you got more secular music in your playlist than you have mm-hmm. Christian music. Mm-hmm. I just think that just my, just, you know, for your spirit, for your walk mm-hmm. I, I promise you you know some of these r&b songs regular r&b's that are over sexualized and telling you to go fornicate mm-hmm. you, you wonder why you're struggling with uh, you know not letting johnny in the back door at two o'clock in the morning so he's you know <laughs> the kids can't see him or you, you know what i'm saying or you wonder why you got so many uh baby Ooh. mamas over Ooh. here and, and, and not living up to what you supposed to be the king uh-huh. the priest and the prophet of your household and marry mm-hmm. that woman instead of keep impregnating her you, you wonder why you're going through these things and I would just argue, give me a playlist. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you got all that, you know, the, the, yeah, these sex suggestive songs that's telling you to go knock that thing off. Yeah, pop that, twerk that, do this. Da, da. Mm-hmm. Yeah, compared to, you know, once again, it's a balance. Yeah, absolutely. You come to any family function or any event I'm going to have, yes, I'm going to have some. I'm, but I'm going to have a mixture. So, yeah, I take that back. Yeah, mine's is probably not as like y'all's because I, I know how to mix <laughs> everything because I'm a DJ. So, I'm going to have gospel. I'm going to have jazz. I'm going to mm-hmm. have clean R&B. Yes, we certain uh rap now I can't play because a lot of yeah. the stuff I I grew up on and that I listen to it's mm-hmm. not kid friendly. So I'm not putting a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff that NWA and, mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff that I listened to that was kind of gangster and thugged yeah. out when I was in that line. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting that on the family functions. No, no. They getting mm-hmm. all one K fuse, what up RGs, Wandays, yeah. So yeah. they know they're gonna get some Christian hip hop rap. But right. I play regular R and B music, absolutely. I have mm-hmm. married people that come over my house and we yeah. hand dance and we yeah. dance. There no, no, go. no. We putting Tony Tony on. We there putting we Jody C on. <laughs> no, we ain't, not, we ain't playing no games here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and everybody's certified. They can go home Everybody's and God is pleased. It ain't fornicating. It's called we married. Yeah, we having sex. Okay. And we enjoying every minute of it. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay. Come here. I'm ready for round two. Come here. Okay. Lord, that. Yeah. The blessing is on us. Yeah, I ain't gonna worry about calling nobody, or I ain't gonna be there in the morning sneaking out back doors and stuff. Why no, ain't I you ain't. call me in two days? Yeah, no. you ain't call me, ain't text me. <laughs> I ain't had to call you. I just woke up and seen okay. you. Okay, you, my breath stank just like yours. Get in here, and brush these teeth. <laughs> Lord, help me. So yes, just, just know that yes, we need you, church. We need you to get behind. Christian hip hop, faith infused hip hop, urban gospel music. Mm-hmm. We need your support. We need your support. So we're going to continue to say it until uh, we can't say it no more. That's Don't right. Get out of us saying it because we're going to be cheerleaders for it. That's, that's right. This is all about. Listen, how good was young Chris today? I appreciate that young brother coming Come on. on. Tell you, Come we talked about dancing music. I, I, I told, uh, I told him. I said, man, I, I just added about three of your songs into my playlist for me and my wife because we can. Yes, this Turn music up. is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It's good. I love it, and we need that. We need that. I'm glad you were talking about the different genres of music. That's where we are right now with Christian hip hop. We create every type of genre like there's there's no genre we haven't tapped into uh fully fully yet so um there's, there's something for everybody and shout out to uh, chris for that one and yeah everything you should download his music today so go to his website go to his page go to spotify do what you got to do and add his music to your playlist you will not be disappointed but we can't get out of here without giving super congratulations to kurt franklin and maverick city for winning the BT Award for Best Gospel slash Inspirational Artist for their song, Bless Me. So congratulations to the fam, to Uncle Kurt, uh, and our, and our new cousins, Maverick, Maverick City for bringing home another one, another one, um, for the genre. Yeah. It's very important for them to continue to be there. I, I, I am grateful that, you know, I know it's only one category that they, you know, we're represented in there. Prayerfully, one day we get Christian hip hop on BET Awards uh, list. We praying for that. But I, I'm, gl- I'm grateful that we're, we're still in the conversation. God needs to be in all areas on all these award ceremonies. 
And mm-hmm. I know some people are, uh, you know, it's 50 50 on that. Should we mm-hmm. be there? Should we be not there? Listen, I promise you, uh, uh if, if God say so, me and Dice pulling up next year, oh, yeah. 2024 to the BC Awards on the red carpet. Cause right. I got a lot of questions. I want to ask everybody <laughs> questions. That's no, nervous. I see, I see, I see your posts and you're always talking about Jesus and, and God. Well, what is this dress saying to God? Yeah. Is God pleased? <laughs> that, no, I just want to know if, if, if oh, you stood Lord. right in front of God, would he say, you know, come on in? Would, I mean, <laughs> or, 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 or is this the Players Club saying, you're saying, come on in? I'm just, I just want to make, so I got some questions. I'm going to ask Dice. I'm, I'm, I'm bold enough to ask uh, uh, some of these artists and I ain't going to name drop now. I'm going to wait till I get on the red carpet and just have a real conversation with them because I think mm. they're not being discipled enough. I, mm-hmm. I think that they haven't been challenged enough because they mm-hmm. are celebrities, superstars. Mm-hmm. But it's it. You should look different. You should mm-hmm. absolutely. Don't give me one. It's a war ceremony. So yes, you should come fly. You know, I know your dress should be a certain way, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be where you ain't got no dress on. You just got patches. <laughs> ain't At got some no point, dress. this ain't no dress. This is patches. <laughs> yeah, you just got your your your, your, your what's we call it? Your tie ties patched up, and 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 your, and your good stuff patched up. There ain't nothing else. To, <laughs> What, what, what we doing? What we doing? No, no. You, so you saying you, you can go question. in front of God and say he was pleased with you? So I, I'm just saying, and it's no doc, not going to BT. Shouts out to BT. We love you. Shouts out to BT Gospel. Yes, okay. it's a whole channel, BT yeah. Gospel, okay. that plays nothing but gospel music. So we yep. love the BT Network, but mm-hmm. we still need to have these conversations I love to it. provoke change and get to that level. So we're grateful that we do have already a gospel category there because mm-hmm. the fix will be there next year. Shouts okay. out to the BT Awards. Listen, we got to get out of here. Uh, that's our time for the day. Go be great today, kings and queens. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom of Ansem should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.